Welcome to Staying in the Black, a show about teachers and money. I'm Miss Black, a New York City educator, single mom, and personal finance translator. Join me as I build my runway to retirement. Each week, we'll share actionable steps, resources, and inspiration that educators can use to maximize their benefits and improve their personal finances. Staying in the Black means having more assets than liabilities and being able to pay off your debt without any problems. Stop living paycheck to paycheck and build a joyful life. Thank you for joining me. Hello and welcome to another episode of Staying in the Black. Happy New Year. Last week's episode was recorded in South Africa. Um, I've been back for a couple of weeks now, um, but we're in the new year. And I mentioned in last week's episode that I, while in South Africa, I had completed my year review and that I would share what that looks like and um, why I think it's important. So today's episode is about Year Compass. It's actually the booklet that I use to review my year as a whole and then plan for what I want to happen in next year. And so I started this process think, you know, I know I started this process in 2020 with three friends. One of them found the um, Year Compass booklet. At the time, it was called The Year Ahead, but now they've changed the name to The Year Compass. Uh, And she brought it to us. Well, she emailed it to us and was like, hey, I found this really um, great booklet to help us review our year and prepare for next year. And so she said, just download it and then we'll all do it together. So I'm pretty like a direct person. I'm not, I haven't, well, back then, I think somewhat still now, I wasn't really much on reflection, but I was game because it was like, I was going to do this with three friends. We were all embarking on new endeavors. So I wanted to start this podcast. Um, One friend who is a doctor, wanted to start a business for teenagers um, and helping them on their wellness journey. Another uh, works in the pharmaceutical, for a pharmaceutical company, and she was just trying to get things together. And the other friend was working and just trying to figure out like, what does this next phase of her life look like? Because, you know, she um, was a, a new mom, a fairly new mom and just trying to figure it out. So we all love each other and we're all trying to improve each other and make our lives better and help us in, and live out our dreams, like whatever we want to do. So we support each other in doing that. And so the book came out. And so we sat down, um, everyone brought their own copy of the book and we sat down. So what is your compass, it's your, exactly what it says. It is your year's compass. Like you sit down and it leads you in the direction or helps you follow um, in the direction that you want to lead in. So right at the beginning of the book, it says, um, this booklet helps you reflect on your past year and plan the next one. 
with a set of carefully selected questions and exercise. The Year Compass helps you uncover patterns and designs a great year for yourself. The booklet is is divided into two distinct parts. The first half will help you review, learn from, and celebrate the year you are leaving behind. The second half of the of the book is all about the future. You'll be dreaming, planning, and preparing for most of the new year. And that's exactly what it is. There's no more fluff. There's no more to think about. That's what the book does. And so you just print it out and you get a pen and you can do it individually or you can do it with the group. I've done it both ways. There's pros um, and cons to uh, both ways. The first time that I was introduced to the booklet, I did it in a group with three other women. It was great. We took time to answer our questions and then discuss our answers to the questions. And it was great. Um, what I love about the year review part of it is that it really asks you to think about like the highlights of the year. And so often we get stuck or bogged down in what isn't working in the year. And so just taking time to celebrate or to think about what went well this year. And so the list gets longer. The cool thing about doing it in a group is, especially if it's a group of people who know you well, whether it be family or friends, they also remember the celebrations or the good times that you may have forgotten. So that was really a plus. Um, This also forced me to kind of be more active in my regular planner. So I don't, I'm not necessarily a journaler, but I do live by my calendar. Um, And so I have a work calendar and I have a personal calendar. And so really when I do this, I sit down and I look at it both personally and professionally. I don't uh, separate them. So just really sitting down and it's, you know, and you just go through like what worked for you. um, And it also breaks your successes or your things down by personal life and family, friends and community, physical health and fitness, habits that define you, career studies, relaxation, hobbies, and creativity, and then mental health and self-knowledge, and then a better tomorrow. So bringing them down into those eight categories just, you know, touches on every part of of wellness and you review the last you know you review everything in those through those categories and then they have you six sentences about your past year what was the wisest decision I made what's the biggest lesson I learned what's the biggest risk I took what's the biggest surprise of the year the most important thing I did for others and the biggest thing I completed uh, and then you go with six more questions. Um, what are you most proud of? Who are the who are the three people who most influenced you? Who are the three people who who you influenced the most? Um, why? What were you able? What were you? What weren't you able to accomplish? Excuse me. Um, what was the best thing you discovered about yourself? And what's the most? What's 
the thing you're most grateful for. And so it goes on in that way. And it's really great because you're reflecting and just trying to think about like, this was the past year, I'm leaving it behind. I'm memorializing it and really just thinking about, you know, how I want to move forward and really giving you the opportunity to acknowledge some strides that you have made because you may feel like the year it was not your best year, but this really helps you identify ways that it was good. And then you it speaks about forgiveness and letting go. And so again, in doing this with a in a group, you get to discuss and really like flesh out and reflect on, you know, your year. And then it closes with in the past year, you name the three words that defined your past year. Um, the book of my past year, or if a book or, or a movie was made about my past year, what was, what, what would the title, um, what title would you give it? And so I think, well, I don't think what I wrote for this year was, um, discovery of what matters. So after I did this whole process with this book and I thought about what it was, it, it really was a year of discovery. And I think I spoke about that last episode when I said, I've just been having like in 20, the last three months of 2022, I just had a lot of small epiphanies like, oh, wow, this is what's going here. So I don't know if it's because, you know, I'm in my forties and things start coming together and I really have a better sense of like what is important and what isn't. Whereas I felt if I had to reflect on like your 20s, you're just like, at least I was just like independent and excited about life and trying to figure it out all out. And in my 30s, it was more of like putting putting it all together, like settling down in various ways, either in my career, home ownership, parenting, all those sort of things. And now in my 40s, I have been preparing for retirement or the next chapter of my life that um, will not include formal work for much longer um, as I build my runway to retirement and my runway to entrepreneurship. So it's a great resource in a way to think about like, what do you do in your past year? And then it starts with 2023 and you start off with dreaming big. And then you say, this is what my next year will be about. And you kind of put, what would you like things to be with your personal life and family, your friends and community, your physical and health, your, um, what habits will define you, uh, what's happening in your career or studies, relaxation, hobbies, um, creativity, mental health and self-knowledge and a better tomorrow. So you've reflected on those things and then you move forward. Now, the difference in the future is they have a section called magical triplets for the year ahead. So you start to think about in threes, I will love these three things about myself. I am ready to let go of these three things. I want to achieve these three things the most these three people will be my pillars 
in rough times. I will dare to discover these three things. I will have the power to say no to these three things. Uh, I will make my surroundings cozy with these three things. I will do these three things every morning. I will pamper myself with these three things regularly. I will visit these three places. I will connect with my loved ones in these three ways. I will reward my successes with these three presents. And you close this with um, the year ahead and you choose a word in your secret wish and you've completed it. So I went through this book and on the back of it, what I love is it says the year ahead. I believe anything is possible this year. And then you date it and you sign it. And then I try to go back to this. Like I try to hold on to these booklets because so I still have my one for 2019 to 2020. Um, I'm sure my 2020 to 2021 and 2021 to 22 or somewhere. But to like reflect on the year and say like, this is how I want things to transpire. Looking at your goals, people set resolutions or don't set resolutions. I don't set a resolution. I usually try to choose a word. And I've been doing that probably for the past, I would say 10 years or so. So last year's word was intentional. And this year's word, I really struggled with it because (laughs) I am a lifelong learner and I like learning new things. But the knowledge without execution is for is like no reason so as I'm trying to build this building this building this business and the podcast and monetizing this podcast I have to take you know workshops or talk to people about what do I need to do to make that happen and it's all finding well I don't have a problem going to the class the session or talking to the person where I've noticed the disconnect is and executing the learning that I have. So you would think that this year's word would be execute, and it is part of the words. Um, execute is definitely one of my words, but I had to hyphenate it, which is kind of fudging it a bit, and I had to keep the word intentional. And the reason why I said is intentional execution, so it's a hyphenated word, I'm making it up, but I was like Googling and researching, is there a word that combines the two? And there wasn't. But the intentional execution comes from two years ago, my word was productivity. I felt like I wasn't bringing product, I wasn't using, utilizing my time productively. And so what I found after doing my year review was that I was really productive, but to what end, right? I was doing tasks or completing tasks, but were those tasks high leverage? Were they going to get me the outcome that I wanted? So focusing on productivity was great and it definitely got me moving and stopped me from procrastinating and those sorts of things. But I didn't feel like everything that I was productive around was really to a greater end. It was really more of like completing tasks 
Um, some which were important and some weren't. So that's how I got to last year's word of being intentional. And so I didn't want to make the same mistake that I made two years ago. I've learned. And so instead of just saying, I want to execute things, I want to intentionally execute things. And therefore, this year's word (laughs) is intentionally execute, really taking time and thinking about what am I executing and why is it, you know, going to be high leverage and high impact? That's what I'm looking for. So in if you're starting off your year and you haven't and you're like, I don't do resolutions or I don't, you know, I'm tired of smart goals or whatever it is, really, it's kind of like, what's your North Star for this year? I shared... uh last year that I tried zero-based budgeting and it did not work for me because I I felt like a failure. Oftentimes I was going over in categories and going under in other categories and you would think, well, you're pretty good with money. Like, why is this so difficult for you? Because it's not how I live my life or want to live my life, right? Not that budgeting is bad, but I discovered what a spending plan is. And I'm so later this year, I am going to do um, not even that much later in a couple of weeks, there'll be an episode on a spending plan versus a budget. And most of the time you hear those things used interchangeably. But I read an article, it totally resonated with me. And so again, Am I executing the budget just because I am a personal finance blogger and that's what I'm told to do? Or do I really need to think about like, what is the purpose behind this and why are you doing it the way that you're doing it? So it is, so this year it's all about intentional execution, going through this, the Year Compass book and taking the time to reflect is really helpful to start my year off right Also, I read the 12-week year last year, and I'll do a book review on that um, in the next couple of weeks as well. So it kind of goes to productivity and execution. But again, without the intentionality, does it really matter? And so the last three months of 2022, was just a really great space for me to reflect. Taking time to leave the country for two weeks gave me the space because I was seven hours ahead of U.S. time. It really gave me the space and the ability to be free of work, parenting responsibilities because my son is in college, um, responsibilities to family, all those things that like pull you in one direction or another, I didn't have to think about them for two weeks. And I could really focus on and reflect on what I needed as a person. I also find this strange, well, not strange. I thought I also found this like the ideal time because many years ago, I read a book called Girl, Get Your Money Straight by uh, Gilda Bridgeforth. She was on, she was one of Oprah's um, money people when, you know, 
she had done this thing with families and she chose three money experts. And Glenda, Glenda Bill Bridgeforth was one of those. And I read that book. And in that book, she said that she took like a week to away at the end of the year to reflect on her money and plan out her year. And I was sitting there thinking like, really, a whole week to just to focus <laughs> on that? And then today when I thought of it, it made me reflect and say, well, back then I didn't have as many money issues or buckets or responsibilities as I have now. So probably then to a day or two, a weekend may have been enough for me to sit down and reflect on what I needed to do and what I need to accomplish. I think that book is probably a good 10 to 12 years old as well. Fast forward, I am, um, I, although I was a homeowner and a mom and a principal then, now I am not only looking at what I have now, but I'm preparing for, I'm building my runway to retirement and building a runway towards entrepreneurship. So having a greater period of time to sit down and reflect and give everything that I'm responsible for the time um, that it deserves to reflect and plan for it takes a bit more time. It didn't take me full two weeks, but I definitely now understand and have an appreciation for her being willing to set aside a full week to review her past year's finances and goals and then set new goals and intentions for the new year. So if you struggle and you're saying like, what does that look like? How does how do I do it? The Your Compass is a nice way to walk through it and to figure it out. And you may find yourself stuck and like, what do I put here? Because I remember the first time that I did it in 2020, I hadn't thought about some of those things and I didn't have my planner with me to jot them down. So a lot of boxes and spaces were empty, but then I felt challenged to complete them. So because I do this regularly, I'm really clear with my regular planner to jot down, to circle. Sometimes I get crazy and I color code things as to say like, this was something positive. This was something that didn't go as well. And so when I sit down in my year of review, I'm able to just pat myself on the back because sometimes you need that and say, good job there. You know, you're in, you're heading in the right direction. And when something doesn't go as well, I get to say like, instead of beating myself up and saying, oh my God, what did you do? How could you be so stupid? Because words have power. I literally say, what is the lesson that you learned from this? And then when I go to my year review, I'm able to say like, I wish this would have gone better. But this is the lesson that I learned. And I take that with me when I set my intentions for the next year. So in this show's show notes, because I, I went back and I was looking at some of my show notes and I don't, I haven't always put those resources in the show notes, but it will be in the show notes. It will be the link to the year compass. It is free. You can download it for free. You, it's not too late to do it because the first time I did it, it was well within January. Um, so you can download the Year Compass uh, in a large form or in a short form. You can, um, I'll put in the link to Gil, uh, Glenda Bridgeforth's book, Girl, Get Your Money Straight. 
It's one of my um, one of my oldies but goodies favorite uh, financial books. Uh, and then I also have an article about choosing a word versus a resolution. I'll look for that and put that in the show notes for you so that you have the resources if you're confused or overwhelmed uh, with how to do it. Um, you'll be able to review them and see if this is something that works for you. So the action step that you could take, because you know that's my favorite question, what's the highest leverage action step you would take to implement that is to choose a day, a half a day to sit down by yourself or with friends to reflect on last year and close it out and set your intentions for this year. It is worth the time. It is not a success or a failure thing. It's just acknowledging and releasing what it's, you know, what went wrong, what went right, what went wrong, and then saying, this is what I hope to happen in the new year and plan towards and do things that will get you there. So thank you for listening. I encourage you to reflect. Once again, Happy New Year. And I look forward to speaking to you next week. Remember, stay in the black. Thank you for joining us this week at Staying in the Black. Subscribe to make sure you never miss a show and visit our website at stayingintheblk.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at stayingintheblk. If you like the show, please tell a friend and leave a review in iTunes so that we can continue to bring you amazing episodes. Thank you for listening. See you next week when...